Welcome back in Garage Talk with Jason Allen, episode 35, and we are uh, social distancing, kind of. I mean, we're here. I mean, DJ Gemini, welcome, first of all. I know. I am really, like, excited to be here, all up in the garage. I'm glad you came over. I know that, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you were surprised or not that I reached out. We, yeah. We, we, we kind of talked way back when, yeah. you and I, and I said, hey, you know, my buddy Michael, Campbell wants to have you on his podcast, so yes, if he sir. gets to you first, whatever. And but I'd like to have you over at some point. And then there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the world right now where I thought, you know what? Maybe the time is right now. And maybe right. maybe it didn't happen before for a reason. Whatever. You know, we could we could analyze it eight different ways of why this is happening right now. But I'm, right. I'm glad it's happening right now. There's a lot of stuff that we can talk about, but um, we work together at Bicoastal Media. You yes, do the sir. morning show at 107.5 KISS FM. You're the program director. You're the DJ for the Oregon Ducks for football and basketball. Yes, sir. You were going to go to the Olympics. <laughs> you were going to go to China. And what was shaping up to be quite the year this year. And I know. Blammo. Man. Gone. I, I mean, gone. Who, who knew that so many things would happen? Who? Uh, yeah. I mean, it just, you know, I think... It'll be better next year. That's all I'm going to say. Pretty much, if we call it postponed, yeah. right? Like everything else, right? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, aside from graduations that they just figured out how to do. Uh, <laughs> we, we had a we had a drive-through <laughs> fifth grade moving on ceremony today for my fifth grader. That was interesting. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but let's go back to the beginning for you. Where'd you grow up for people who don't really know you that well? All right. So, um, born in Seattle, Washington. Um Moved to Portland, Oregon. I'd say maybe uh, was it a third grade, and um, went to school Southeast Portland. That's where you moved to Southeast Portland, right off of Eighty Second Street over there. Um, and then we uh, migrated because my mom worked into when she uh, worked in department stores, so she kind of climbed the ladder to become like you know, managers and whatnot. And we moved out to Beaverton. Beaverton grew up uh, pretty much out there. Went to junior high and high school at Beaverton High. And um, then uh, I was like, I was talking to my buddy. I was like, okay, where are you going to college? You know, because we actually, I actually got a, a cool um, deal. They were trying to get minorities into um more minorities into college. And so uh, my counselor was like, hey, there's this opportunity where you can go get tuition free for school. And I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. So I got um, I got full tuition. I had to do everything else, you know, for like uh, pay for everything else, but full tuition and um, tuition. And uh, I was like, man, where am I going to go? But my grades, I really wanted to go to U of O. I really wanted to be a duck, right? My buddy, um, one of my best friends, is like, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to U of O. And I'm like, man, I want to go too. But my grades, my grades wasn't like up to par like that. <laughs> so, yeah. So <laughs> so I talked to my buddy. I'm like, my other buddy, um, and, he, and I was like, where are you going to go? He's like, well, I'm going to Southern Oregon. Uh, Southern Oregon, where? I had no, literally no idea where, um, uh, Ashland was none whatsoever. I and I t I told I said, Mom, I'm, I think I'm gonna go to uh, Southern Oregon. She's like, Oh, Southern Oregon. I was like, Yeah. She's all, Oh, that's that's kind of by Eugene, right? Is that the border? 
Well, I mean, Ashland is kind of like Eugene, if we're being fair here. <laughs> and it's kind of like Northern California in some spots, but, but Berkeley. She said, like, it's by the border. Eugene is by the border. I said, no, Mom, there's wide open spaces after that. She's like, well, okay, you, if that seems like a good place for you. Because I call it, saw the pamphlet. I'm like, oh, it's kind of beautiful down there. I'm like, okay, let's let's check this out. So I went down there with a couple of buddies who... Um, we're uh, majoring in, I think they were doing, they were doing a lot of theater work. Okay. And in high school, I was kind of a social butterfly, if you will. Um, I had I played sports, track and field and basketball, but yet I was in the drama classes. So I knew the drama cats and I knew what we call uh, the stoner folks, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was um I was uh, well rounded. It sounds like I was well rounded. I was I was student a uh, student body president of a uh, of the high school. No kidding. Yeah, I didn't two know that. Two terms. Two terms, as wow. a matter of fact. How do you do that? Is that uh, so? What is a junior? Does that is that what that means? Or uh, and it, it, well, um, I was a senior because they had the senior class president, the junior class president. Okay, and uh, basically the student body president, which was the whole the whole school, right? And I think I kind of landed in default because there was one guy that they really didn't like. He was kind of the real, real preppy guy, kind of like Alex P. Keaton okay. from Family Ties. Yep. And and all the all the stoner dudes was like, oh, that dude, we don't really like that dude. He's kind of he's kind of snobby. And then the sports guys was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for him, for you. And I, I was like, OK, so. I really didn't have a platform. I just kind of did like Eddie Murphy jokes. <laughs> and you're like, I'm just not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not him. Go, <laughs> come over here. And they're like, yeah, let's vote him in. So, uh, yeah, uh, soon by president, two terms. And um, well, the kicker, though, was um, uh, growing up there, I was really like maybe one of two or three minorities in high school. At that time. At huh? that time. Yeah. And when was that? It was in the eighties. Okay. Yeah, it was in the eighties. And um we moved out there and we were the only black family. Um it was my mom and I have a half brother, which you probably didn't know, but just I've already you. learned two new things <laughs> That's from right. the first where are we? We're not even to ten minutes. We're yet. in it, right? And uh yeah, there was there there weren't any any uh uh minorities out there. We were really the only ones there. And um it was an interesting, but yet probably one of the funnest times of my life is that, you know, um, hanging out with friends and uh, that accepted me who I was or whatever. But we were in the like um, suburbs. That was suburb area, mm -hmm. Beaverton. Yeah. I mean, it still is, but it was different than the Portland schools, you know. Benson and and Jefferson and you know Northeast Portland that was like the hood you know and and uh, I don't know I just I kind of I kind of miss that camaraderie of you know growing up with people who uh, you know have the same I don't know flavor as as I did you know mm -hmm. but um, I probably wouldn't have trade my uh, high school uh, um, uh, life. Uh, because I, you know, I learned, a, you know, we had a lip sync group <laughs> called Motown Magic. Oh, really? And we did Jackson 5 songs. I was Jermaine. 
white dude um, was Michael because he was the most talented guy. He was like the lead in all the uh, plays. And this was in junior high, but in high school, he was in lead in all the plays. He was he was Michael. He actually ended up, um, he lives in New York now, and he was nominated for a Tony in um, uh, last year, um, the show called The, the Prom. And he was nominated for a Tony, so he was Mr. Drama Guy. He was, he's a real talented guy. And uh, we had my buddy Henry, who we didn't know what nationality he is. And then we had a Korean guy. His name is Yon, and, and he was Tito. And, <laughs> and another white dude who, uh, his name was Michael, and he played um, uh, point guard. No, it wasn't point guard. It was off guard for a basketball team. Henry was a point guard. Anyway, multiracial uh lip sync group that did jackson five songs and uh we killed it man we were in competitions that that was when lip syncing was hot Mm -hmm. and so we was killing it but uh i had i had a really fun time um in high school and i really didn't think i mean there are a few instances of what we're about to get into Mm -hmm. but um for the most part i had a really good um really good uh high school and then moved to ashland and uh went to college there well, it's good to hear the high school was pretty good overall. Overall. You know, for you. And yeah. uh, coming down to Southern, or- Southern Oregon where, I mean, the reality is it's just not as diverse down here. For real. As it is in major cities. It's just how it is. Yes, you know, sir. It's just the makeup. And obviously it's changed over the years and due to a lot of different things, you know, whether it's, um, you know, there's just so many different nationalities now True, uh, as we've seen people move up through California and, and it just more diverse, which is good, but this the, is true. But here in Southern Oregon specifically in, in both of the counties that we mainly represent or cover, you know, with the radio stations mm-hmm. or that we live in, yeah. um, you know, have an interesting past for sure. Yeah. Especially in the County that we're in currently and, at my house in Josephine County. I'm going to let you know that my first experience with really how Southern Oregon um, was at the time, it was his late eighties. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I got a couple of, uh, well, I took a criminology class and they let us know that there were pockets of um, like, uh, uh, like uh I guess you would call it white supremacy um, folks out in Grants Pass and um, like live pockets of, of, uh, you know, white nationalists that were really like, I mean, you did not want to come out here if you were of color. And um, I remember taking that criminology class. I'm like, really like right here and down here because going to school, He's dealt with a lot. There were a lot of people who were from out of, uh, you know, out of the area that had come to school just to go to school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when was, you're at SOU. Yeah. When yeah. I, yeah. So it, we didn't really um, think about that. And we didn't really think about Ashland being kind of um, uh, <laughs> kind of crazy. I have one story, man, that I will never forget. And this like this set the tone about um how I felt about, um, down here. Um, I was coming home from studying from a, uh, uh, I was, we were studying and I was coming, I was walking from, uh, the hall, um, the dorm from one dorm to my old dorm. And, um, I was walking, I was walking across the street 
had my papers in my hand, just got done studying. I'd say it was about 930. They, sh- they locked the doors at 10. So you got to get there if you, you know, don't want to use your key before 10 o'clock. And all of a sudden I look up the corner of my eye and I'm like, man, that cop car is really coming quick. And I was like, man, he was really speeding. Maybe he's after somebody. I look and this cop car pulls around, makes a U, turns around, pulls up right beside me. And I thought he was just going to go straight. And I look and he stopped and man, dude got out of the car and was really like, uh, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going back to my dorm room. I was studying. What are you doing? What are you doing out here? I'm like, I just came back from studying with my friend and I, I'm, this is where I live, my dorm. He's like, um, and I mean, it scared the, you know, Mm -hmm. you know what out of me. It was like, I was really petrified. I've never experienced anything like that at all. And, um, man, he just started asking me all these questions and, and, and he got on his, his walkie talkie or whatever. And he was like talking to, um, to, uh, and he said, just stay by this car, put your hands on the car. I'm like, I'm just going to just be quiet. Put your hands on the car. And I was like, okay. So I was sitting there petrified and he gets back into his car and he's, he's talking in there and I'm like, Am I really, I didn't, I, I don't do things. I yeah, don't, you're, you're, I, don't, I mean, of all the people that I know, you're probably one of the most upstanding citizens. I really, I, I'm, and, and I don't know if you've ever gotten in trouble, no. but not since I've been around you and it's been, I don't know, 12 years, 11, 12 years. Like I mentioned, there. I have a half brother and he was always in trouble. He was always in trouble. And I was the guy, I was student body president. I was the guy trying to, you know, do right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there just just really like like really scared. And finally, finally, after a few minutes, he gets out the car. He's like, OK, you can go. And I'm like, well, what? Why? What is going on? He's like, well, we had a call of a burglary and <laughs> and the description fit your description. And I was like, really? OK. All right. And he just sped off, just left. I'm like, really though? Really? So after that, I was, man, I was like, and then the stories kept coming in about how you just kind of have to mind your P's and Q's and just kind of, you know, if you're going to be down here, you know, pretty much stay on the campus. Don't go. I didn't even know where Medford was. When we were moving down to to the college, we went past Medford and, and, and then Somebody was like, was a couple years later, they were like, we're going to go to the mall. I was like, there's a mall down here? <laughs> you mean I'm not the biggest town down here? No, you're not. I was like, well, where's the mall at? He's like, well, they were Medford. And I was like, really? There's a mall? And they're like, yeah, so let's go. And I'm like, man, this is not Washington Square. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what you, okay, it's the mall. And that's when I found out about Medford. I had no idea that there was a bigger city down here. And so um, I think the first time I really went into Medford was there was a couple of uh, teen nightclubs or whatever. And I, I like to get my groove on. Like uh, that's how I kind of got into DJing is to um, in, listen to music. And I was the guy I was the guy who had the had the music. I mm-hmm. was the guy whenever we go you know, in high school. 
I'd make the mixtapes, you know, we listened to all different run DMC, all, you know, beastie boys, you know, all the uh, hip hop and R&B stuff that we really didn't get up on the radio up there for maybe, but maybe two hours on the community station up there. But everybody was grooving to, you know, to that music, along with Michael Jackson and Prince and all them cats, you know, we just we just love music. Right. So I was the guy. And that's how I really had a, a love for um, uh, music because I couldn't play an instrument. So I found out that, oh, you can make money playing records, other people's music. OK, that's for me then. And it's a lot easier than lot, playing an instrument. Lot, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like and I always had an ear for beats and matching them together. So that's how I kind of got into mixing and all that stuff, splicing um, like two turntables and stuff. Just being creative with, uh, you know, cassettes and because that was the that was the thing, cassettes and the pause button and making uh, acapellas and, and and mixes and all that. And I just kind of got into that and I didn't know anything about it. I just kind of did it. And um, then going to these clubs, these little clubs and in, in, in down in, you know, in southern Oregon, a couple little uh, teen clubs and stuff and get my groove on and met a couple of people and and. Um, then uh, I had an opportunity to jump in the DJ in downtown at one of the clubs. And uh, that's how I kind of grew into, you know, the DJ that I was. I started DJing before I got on the radio. And that's being a DJ actually kind of got me into the back door of uh, broadcasting. So, Do you feel like people were, were different once you started to gain some notoriety? Like, do you feel like you got the benefit of the doubt more? As where when you were in college in Ashland, you feel like, you know, you're kind of looking around, looking over your shoulder. and Well, um, I found some a group of people that had the same interests as I did. So I didn't really um, notice like all the craziness. I mean, I hear I heard about it. I heard friends, you know, talk about, well, you know, you shouldn't, uh, you should act right. And I mean, there were a lot of instances at the club that I was working at where it was basically about, and they were, you know, they treat like, um, like black people different than white people. Like when, then stuff would go down, they just assume that, you know, the black person was just acting up crazy. And so they, it'd be like, oh, he's he's causing the fight. So we're going to act different or whatever than what I see, you know, a white person do or whatever. So, I mean, I noticed those things. But um, as I kind of grew up in, I guess, stature with my career, um, it was more of, well, if they didn't know who I was, it would be different than when they find out who I was because mm. um, especially when I got on the radio because you can't see anybody right so they kind of had a preconceived notion about who I was some people didn't even know that I was black you know yeah you know because I had to act a certain way especially down here in southern Oregon had to act a certain way to um oh pardon me hold on <laughs> you're gonna edit no. Why not? You already know that. <laughs> Why not? Don't worry, man. I don't have the COVID. I'm just just talking. <laughs> if anything, it's probably the cottonwood. Like I can look down and see cottonwood fuzzballs down here oh, in between I, the concrete. I we had, have cottonwoods right here on the irrigation. Yeah, dish. yeah. And I was cleaning out the pool filter the other night, and man, it was just like handfuls of 
of uh, cottonwood fuzzballs that were in that thing. And I came back in. I was, I was like, are you getting sick? I'm like, no, I'm not getting sick. I just cleaned got? out the pool filter. And there's so much cottonwood. Like, I had a video on my phone. I think I deleted it. I didn't use it. But I was walking down here at the end of the street, and it was snowing. And it was just the cottonwood. Okay. So bad. but Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, luckily we're like – uh, a really short six feet apart so we're good <laughs> for real i um, have that cottonwood on my car man i was like jeez i got these allergies you know <laughs> yeah i didn't have them growing up and a couple of years ago for whatever reason i don't know got what it is but yeah it, they're not terrible but just you know a little bit of a i've had congestion that, like, thing. yeah man i'll be i'll be scared sometimes because man if i get my cough on because of my allergies people looking at me all crazy and stuff well <laughs> you're a little older than me you may <laughs> have to worry I mean, <laughs> that's true <laughs> that, that age bracket <laughs> yeah you're not there yet you're not no, quite there no you're no. good uh let's see where were we so you were talking about oh being on the radio people not knowing right because i started actually getting into um i got into radio by actually just being a mixer uh, we had the thing Friday night dance party and I was like I brought in music at one time and and because I heard I heard the music and I was like oh man y'all playing Rico Suave y'all y'all need some music <laughs> and I called uh, Tony Cruz and I was like hey y'all need some music she's like yeah come on down because they knew me from the club and I was Brian O'Connor and thems and got in and just actually just it was the first mix show um, in the valley like Friday nights. And I just, I did it for free actually for, I'd say about a year. Um, just, just playing music and mixing and, and they're like, Oh, you, you're allowing me to play stuff from the club. I'm like, Hey, let's go. You know, <laughs> let's get with it. Yeah, let's go, man. And finally the, somebody got sick or somebody got let go. And they're like, why don't we put Gemini on the air? And, and I was so scared in the first few days, but <laughs> fell into it and um, just started gaining, gaining um, momentum with the career and got in the nights. And and uh, your question about whether or not people um, treated me differently when I got, you know, kind of known, like I said, it's it was different if they didn't know who I was. And then finally, like, oh, OK. And I had a, I'm not going to name names, but I had a boss who um, really, it, it opened my eyes toward, mm. a, you know, a, all I was trying to do is just have fun and be on the air. And, you know, and I was, we, I was killing it at nights, killing it, airing, you know, phone calls and this guy um, who had worked there previously and uh, he was trying to become PD of the station and he come in and talk to me and he's like, yeah, yeah, I keep you on. And, and uh, yeah, I really want to turn this station into, you know, a, a, a killer station and this and that and the other. And finally he got the job and man, dude would like assume that I'd be all right with him just saying racist jokes to me. Really? Yeah. Just all the time, like he'd come in and just say racist jokes, like, like thinking, and I, you know, try to laugh him off or just try to, you know, be, you know, one ear and out the other, you know, just, I'm not trying to make waves. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just not trick, trying to take him for what it was. I just thought maybe he's just trying to be, trying to be uh, nice or trying to, I don't know what he was trying to do, but yeah, just 
saying you know jokes that was always about you know racist and stuff like that and not man I reflect on that all of the time and man it came to a point where one of my co-workers was like man talk to him and told him you need to calm that down and uh finally finally he's like let me take you to lunch the guy the boss let me take you to lunch and I was like okay and he's like I admit it I grew up in White City wasn't around a lot of black people and I have to admit that I have preconceived notions about black people and I mean I I just thought you know that that was okay for me to do that and it was not <coughs> pardon me and um it, it it was a big eye opener about how the mentality was really it's not all people in southern oregon at the time but he grew up in white city and he just was like hey i that's how i am that's how i am that's how i was and i'm going to try better i'm going to try to try to change my tone and he didn't until um, I uh, got a you know better opportunity to go to Portland and do my thing up there, and um, and uh, I was killing it up there in Portland, and I from hearsay, it was like, and that and the, that whole transition in, in itself, me leaving was a whole mess in itself, but um when I went up there, I just felt like, oh my gosh, it was a hip hop R&B station. I just, it was a breath of fresh air. And I was around people who just loved the culture and loved being in it. You know, it didn't matter whether you were black or white or Latino or whatever. We just had the same cause. And man, that was like the best couple of years of my life being in the radio. It was like a really an eye opener of what, um, Portland really isn't, as as diverse as it is now it wasn't then um mm-hmm. but it was more of the music kind of brought people together and that was the golden age of kind of hip-hop you know you had luda doing his thing and biggie and before and before and after he died but his music lived on and and just everybody was just loving the hip-hop and r&b and it was like and i was talking to the, the music director up there and he's like he was like, yeah, I mean, a market like this was like 24, 25 big, biggest market in the country. And there was no hip hop R&B station. You had every other city had one and we didn't have one. And that's the reason why it was becoming it was so successful. You had a station that was the top, the cream of the crop, Z100. And that was always the top or whatever. But when jamming signed on man it was game on it was game on because people were they just wanted it they mm-hmm. wanted it it was like let's 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 go Rashid Wallace was on was on the station uh, and uh it was man it was probably and I still keep in contact with them um until this day and I've met you know some some really wild incredible people there in fact the 
I was producing the morning show and and uh, one of the one of the um the members Ebro who's like really like I looked up to him and now he's on the number one station in New York and he's on uh, Beats One which is Apple Music their radio station so he's like yeah he's like major a major um uh, radio figure and I learned a lot from a lot of people up there tell you the truth but um yeah man because of circumstances I had to come back down here but it was going to be on my terms right Mm -hmm. so that's when I got into the mornings and uh it was the same PD the same guy and uh and um he uh he 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 was like okay let's let's you know do this but i had a feeling he wasn't really going to last a long time because um i i mean i i have theories but i was right and he ended up moving on but it it was um it was on my terms to come back and and do what i do down here in southern oregon so um, I, you know, I, and from then until now, just kind of, kind of hustling and, and I like to think that I put a mark, you know, regardless of who I was race wise or color wise. I mean, I look at myself now as a trailblazer, you know, I'm the, one of the only consistent person of color that is in media down here for the past 20 years. And that's something that I'm really proud, really proud of. And, um, and, uh, sometimes I take stuff for granted and, you know, we always, there's always good and bad of, uh, <laughs> about the radio game. And, and, uh, but from where I came from to what I've been through, you know, doing DJ and the ducks thing and, and all that, it's, I mean, it's been a wild ride, and that at, at the events that have happened, these this at, at this point in time with everything that is going on, I've had a chance to reflect reflect on uh, a lot of things that I've had to go through to uh, to do what I do, and uh, because I, when I was up there, they're like big fish, small pond. Why not go back down there and 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 do what you do and try to kill it? You know, that's what they were saying. You know, and and uh, I took that advice and was like, "Hey, beautiful area. I I, I wouldn't trade a lot of the people in the world, the people, the relationships that I built. Um, hey, it's it's been a, a wild ride, but you know, I wouldn't trade it though. Do you feel better now, like any better now than you did when you were, you know, getting started and and trying to make your way? I do. I do. Um, and because it was really on my terms, you know, I really, if, uh, there was an opportunity, I mean, there were people that gave me the opportunity, but I know I worked hard and they saw potential and I had to learn because I'm not really like the voice guy. I mean, you have the great voice right there, and, <laughs> not, but I not this guy. <laughs> is there someone behind me? I, no, bro. No, I, I'm so insecure about just. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, there's guys out there that sound like 
you know, the voice of God. <laughs> yeah, like, for real. Well, that's what he sounds like. Huh? Yeah. Get back in bed. <laughs> you know, that's that, that isn't right? me and it's not you. you know? <laughs> right. But I had to learn a lot of things in order to uh, like production wise. I mean, and uh, the whole mix, uh, music and mixing and and just a lot of, of things that behind the scenes things in order for me to keep going um, on the air, you know, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, I, I feel like that I've learned so much as far as skills are concerned. And that's the part I really enjoy is to, you know, the whole production side of it, the back end of it, and being able to put together a playlist of music that's going to be played and just, just along with being on the air, mm-hmm. being on the air is great. But I think as a whole, I think I've had longevity because I'm useful in all ways. Like yeah. I, I could produce a lot and I could, you know, do all the things on the back end as well as the front end. Well, it's smart because if you don't do that, then you don't last no matter who it is you yeah. know, in our business. And I've seen people come and go. I've seen people like, you know, they, they were really great on the air and they become legendary, but because they couldn't do anything else. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not if you're not diverse and, and able to handle or wear multiple hats, then right, and being willing to adapt, yeah, that's a really good um, quality. Not to be stuck in the old ways, but keep keep evolving. Like the radio evolves, like with any business that evolves, you just have to keep evolving and not really settle, you know, for what you knew. Yeah. And well, and even what we're doing right now. Podcasting, yeah, everything is, it's its changed. The way people get their content has changed. And you just have to be willing to do a lot of things in order to keep your boat afloat, right? Mm-hmm. And Southern Oregon is no different. You know, you everywhere you go now, you, you really have to adapt, whether it's a big city. Like I was talking about Ebro, he's... He was like, well, radio, I do mornings. I remember talking to him specifically because he loves music. He loves hip hop. He's he's all about hip hop. And I remember talking to him and he's like, man, I'm thinking about taking this job in New York. And I was like, well, what, what is it? He's like oh, music director. I'm like, man, you better. That's number one. Number one market in the, in the I remember talking to him about it. He's like, oh, man, I, you know, I just. I feel like I feel I like the because he was doing mornings where we were at. And he was like, I really like the morning thing, but I really enjoy programming and all that. And I'm like, hey, you got to you got to do what you got to do. Right. But he went there. He did um, programming. He was PD for a while there. And then he was he was music also. But he's like, no, nah, I'm just going to try to do the morning show thing and have a crew with me and. And he he gave up the whole um, backside so he can expand with the Apple music and Beats One and all that stuff. So he can expand his brand and make sure that he could adapt. And uh, hey, welcome to the garage, Jenna. Hey, who's coming I don't know what it is. It might be. Who's coming? It's the neighbor. What is that? It's like a six or eight wheeled thing. (laughs) It went the other way. They went that way. Oh, they did. I don't know what kind of piece of equipment. My neighbor has all the equipment you can imagine. They had some bulldozer-looking thing out there, and I was trying to figure out what it what it is. But uh, <laughs> I don't have my recording in progress sign outside. 
and I've been lucky with the garage door open. We decided to leave it open because, I mean, could you get really a more comfortable evening? Yeah, as it's far beautiful, as, actually. I mean, I haven't put my hoodie on yet. I'm getting closer, but it's it's, it's comfortable really nice. enough to have yeah. the garage door. And we don't even have the lights on in here. And it's, let's see, what time is it? 7.45 when we're recording here. We started just after 7. Yeah. And uh, we don't need the lights on, so it doesn't attract the bugs because that's the worst part of oh, yeah. turning the lights on hey, with the door man. open. Don't be getting me like that. And there's only one house past us. So either it's them going home, which it's not in this case, or it's the neighbor down there goofing around on his side-by-side or his excavator or bulldozer or a dirt bike. or <laughs> You never know. I mean, you can see in here, there's a dirt bike in here. There's scooters. I'm straight up gotta, in the country, huh? You got to see this when he I'm goes back by. Up, huh? I don't know where he went. There's dirt piles, so I don't know. It looked like it had like a dump bed on it, and it looked like some kind of amphibious water. What? Is there a pond out there or something? Or? There's, there's an irrigation ditch. The ponds. Okay. Oh, there, the pond down here, I think, is dried up. But the one there's a pond down here. To the oh, end. okay. You, you okay. probably didn't see it when you drove in. But nah. Yeah, so who knows what's going to happen. It got quiet. <laughs> I, I thought I heard something coming, but I thought it was going to be an ATV. But it, it's like a it's some type of utility vehicle. Weird. That's It's kind of late to be driving that thing. I mean... Who knows? He buys and sells stuff all the time, so oh, you really? never know. Like he pulled in here in like a nineteen thirty something hot rod one day, <laughs> and I'm like, "What are you doing? Are you leaking oil on my driveway?" And it was water, but still, I'm like, "Get off my driveway! I just got this thing done." Get off my lawn. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of diverse, that and, and he he does a lot of different things, so it, you never know what he's gonna. You never know what's I'm gonna watching. happen. Well, his wife has been walking. Uh, I just saw this her. Was time. that her? Was I her? Yeah, just, just... she's been walking okay. for like a half an hour, and the 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 other neighbor's cat just walked by uh, a oh, second, like the, the kitty cat walked by a second ago, but you didn't see it because you had been back to the street, and uh, so you never know what, what is happening. I don't know if he's getting a load of dirt from the dirt piles down there or what he's doing. But <laughs> oh, wait, wait, okay. Did I hear it? Nah, I might. I think that might be a different car. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. They're you never know here. what's gonna happen. This is just how it works. They're out here. Y'all out here in the garage. I see you. Okay. <laughs> Something's revving back there, yeah, but we'll I see hear what happens. It. I hear. Um anyway, we were talking about having multiple skills, being diverse, learning on the fly, all that stuff, which right. is important. I mean, you know, you think about it like you're talking about people with the uh, big voice or whatever i feel like there's fewer and fewer of those people even in radio anymore because yeah. if you aren't personable and have a personality like some of those people with the big voice couldn't sit here and, and carry on this conversation it, right you know like, good morning it's what a little it's like trying oh, man, to talk in their here radio come, here oh, comes wait. here it comes i think i hear oh okay then it, it shut off right out of gas or something oh there he goes <laughs> fired back up <laughs> working the bugs out <laughs> So okay. Let me test this thing you know out. What I should do. What are you Let's doing? See if I can catch it on the way by. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hear something. Huh? What's he doing? It's he, getting close. He's really going slow. He is going. He's he was going a lot faster. His kid was in the the dump bed of it. You need to work that throttle, man. Yeah, like step on it. Yeah. Here we go. Get up in here. Whoa. They're what gonna she, do a flyby any what second. You I don't know. Is it inappropriate? I don't nah. I don't think so. I wouldn't expect it from them, but you never know. Oh. What? What did he say? <laughs> oh, it sounds like my kid's coming around the garage now. I thought I heard my 
oldest just whisper oh, okay. at the little one because oh, okay. he probably came outside to see what they were doing. Oh, uh, I think but it's watch, really going slow. I, I don't know where it is. Now they're going to end up in the driveway and we're going to have a situation on our hands <laughs> when we're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> all right, Because they, they're friendly. They'll stop and hey, say hello. Hey, the more the merrier. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. Can you see it yet? Yeah. I see. Is it in my driveway or is it, are they going to keep going? <laughs> They're right there. <laughs> I think he's getting out. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. What a disaster. <laughs> this is a first. Uh, yeah. But you knew it was going to happen sooner or later I when I leave I don't the think, garage door I think open. they just stopped. Um, oh, see? What, do you hear him? He yeah. made some kind of deal for a bulldozer, a wood chipper, and this thing. Okay. Well, broken deals. <laughs> it, maybe it broken is a thing. deals. All right, let's. It's like a blue. Yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know. We can hear everything you're saying, and we're recording. It's all right. 40,000 miles, he That's says. That's impossible on that. It's like some kind of amphibious. 40,000 miles, he said. <sighs> 26 years. Jim is commentating the, the conversation <laughs> in the driveway. What? I hope everyone enjoys this as much as we are right now. Whoa, man. Nothing goes slow. Yeah, it needs a couple more gears. And it surprised me that he drives something that slow because he goes fast and everything. Oh, really? Ha- yeah. Yeah, he has a side-by-side that he tricked out, and he came up the road the other day doing like 65 miles an hour yeah. on this, you know, Whoa! Kind of countryish road. Yeah, yeah. And then he took the yeah, kids man. for a ride. Oh, really? It. Oh, yeah. Doing donuts and stuff. No? Oh, yeah. They were out in the dirt out there. And uh, okay. Jumping the ditch and. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, it's good he's, fun. He's going backwards with this one. This one kind of real slow, like a snail <laughs> like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And I can't see it because I'm over here on the other side. <laughs> I'll just wait till they leave. Yeah. I don't know how long they're going to be out. Sorry, they're, they're probably just sitting there talking. But how many yeah, people man. are out there? Is uh, are my kids all out there? Uh, how many kids can you see? I see like a not all of them. <laughs> not all of them. <laughs> just a couple. <laughs> I don't know, man. You got you got so many. Five. I just can't keep up. Yeah, five. Bro, how many are out there? Can oh, you see them? No, they're all. It's can kinda, you see anyone? Yeah, um, I see. I see wifey. Yeah, um, in her yoga pants. <laughs> Is she in the yoga pants? I can't really tell. She's kind of further I don't, away. I don't I don't think they listen to this. I don't know if they do or not. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Well, talking about them yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong she with yoga like, pants. What are you talking about my yoga pants like that? No, there's absolutely nothing wrong with yoga pants. Is there not? Well... There can be, but for the most part. I mean, um, y'all are getting real comfortable, man, in the, in the quarantine. Real, <laughs> real, real comfortable. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, where was I? I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something about... Uh, no, man, I'm just saying that really, tell you the truth, the, the, the situation that's happening right now with the world... Um, it, it's happening because people aren't, they, it's, I mean, it's, it's horrible. I mean, it's, it's not about, it's not political to me. Um, it's not, 
it's not it, it, it's human rights mm-hmm. I think if you sit there and actually watch the video and you dissect really what's going on in that video I I mean I don't care what color you are I don't care who you are um, what side of the fence you're in what what you believe in it's just plain wrong mm-hmm. it's just plain wrong and you really don't see any videos like that with any other nationality on social media and you think well this is the one video that they have think about all the things that are not on video right so it just conjures up human rights just being a human, just being able to do what you love and not have to worry about how you're acting around people. I've had to do that. I've had to change my tone and change who I was because of the fact that I knew, you know, if I were just to be me, I felt like now I'm not sure whether or not I was going to be, you know, wrong about it. Like, oh, why is he even thinking about not being himself? But I go through my brain, um, especially when I'm the minority, thinking that I have to blend in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because people don't understand um, who I am because I've, there's been situations where I just want to be myself and just, just think that, it's a character like it's not who I really am or just I don't know it's just just it's just something that I feel like and that's how I've always been based on my career is just being myself that's the one thing that I've learned on being on the radio because it made up for the non-boomy voice and the and the quote-unquote radio guy you know especially when I started in the uh the late 90s it was just about being myself and really that's what really got me um it got me uh the to where i am and there's always been situations where i didn't think i could be myself and it was that it really it's it's the color of my skin that i really believe that whether I it's preconceived by me or whether or not it's actually true. I mean, the situations that I've had have been based on color because they don't know me. I put my name and I'm I told it. I tell this to people. I put my name on my vanity plate on my on my car because I've been tailgated by police um, just tailgated, right? Just on me, like what? Why? I, I'm not speeding. What's going on? And then all of a sudden, they'd veer off because I know they figure out. Oh, that's that's that radio guy. I've been stopped before, and they figured out. Oh, you're the radio guy. Okay, well I'll just let you off with the warning or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um. I'm not trying to use that as like an excuse or whatever, but man, 
it helps to you know to know that I, I I've created a name for for myself, but it's real. It exists. Mm-hmm. It it exists, and I think a lot of people are kind of blind to the fact that it's different now. It used to be so blatant, but now people got you know now it became it kind of became underground the whole racism just you know because gotten stares there's been times when i've been driving and and or and just kind of you know just like hey you know you know when you're driving by somebody or whatever and just kind of give them a smile or whatever you know you see them and and i just get like blanks like just blank i'm like oh that's not the person that i'm gonna be you know wanting to deal with or whatever times where my kids um which that's really sad to think that my kids have to live um, knowing or not knowing because they're not hip to it yet. Mm -hmm. But, and it's unfortunately, it's unfortunate, excuse me, that they ever even have to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, we've had some conversations here about it Yeah, because you would hope that we would be at a point where that's not even a conversation anymore. Okay. You know what I mean? But here we are and the conversation is escalating because it needs to, you know, for me, it's, um, I have like a million thoughts in my head, but you know, I grew up in a small town and, um, not very diverse. Luckily it was a pretty good small town. And you know, there's certain people that would say certain things. And I think, you know, from my standpoint, it's a lot of like the generation before us mm. really got it from their parents. That's when it was really, yeah, really hardcore. Yeah. And so they picked up on it from their parents and yeah. just continued and some stopped and some continued maybe just because they felt like they were supposed to. And we all have to decide what's right and wrong. Right. Right. But just from my experiences that I've had and what I've heard come out of people's mouth um, is that there's like that generation before us that there was, you know, some that kind of, you Mm -hmm. know, you really weren't sure you'd hear something. You're like, well, that's kind of off, you know, and I I remember specific instances where I told people to stop talking like that's not going to work. That's not going to fly with me. And I was 23, 24 years old, you know. But the reality is that there's people I know, like there's part of my family that goes all the way back to North Carolina. And my dad has told me stories. My dad's going to be 78 next week and has told me stories about his aunt, you know, and her behavior. And uh, I'm kind of taking the long way to to get where I'm going. But at some point, like I know for me that what I heard, no matter who it came from, I made a conscious decision that that was not going to be me. And I look at people as people. That's it. Period. I don't care what color, how you talk, what you look like. I mean, my wife in there has grandparents. They passed away, but they came from Mexico. Right. And they came from Mexico to find a better life. Yeah. And, you know, she is... 50% 50% Hispanic, which most people wouldn't guess by looking at her. My kids are. I don't even think twice about it. Right. It never even crossed my mind. Right. You know, when I met her, it never even, that was not even an issue, period. Um, 
And it's just sad to me that for whatever reason, it's been, it's continued, you know? And it's like, many people have talked about this on social media. Like it's, it's learned you aren't born that way. And I just don't understand where it comes from. Um, I mean, it comes from the past, right? Right. It's lingered Mm. and it's, it's just been passed on. Yeah. You know, from one generation Passing to another, towards, man, for real. And it's, uh, I don't understand it. And I, I really wanted to talk to you about what it was like for you when we went to Memphis and you got to go to the civil rights museum, because I've had a chance to go numerous times. Yeah. And I really feel like if people could get there and see and understand what actually happened in this country, they would have a much better understanding of what's happening right now. That is true. And to tell you the truth, I already knew a lot of that. I've looked outside the history books, just the stuff that we were been told as kids and that was not in the history books. I looked beyond that and did my own research, you know? That thing right there. That. Of course, now you're trying to talk about <laughs> I feel like, can I get it? <laughs> you see him? Yeah, no, I can see him. <laughs> Oh gosh! It really is going 0.5 <laughs> miles per hour, for real. So anyway, you um, did your own research. Yeah, and- man. There's been stuff on uh, TV. There was this one special that I remember, and that you could not get it on in the library. It, I forget what the name of it was, but it was a big, it was a huge um, uh, history. It was on PBS. And um, it just looked at the civil rights movement for what it was from, um, yeah, from the, the, the bus to the sit-ins at the cafeterias, to the integration, to King, to Martin, to um, Malcolm X, um, just everything. So a lot of the civil rights movement um, stuff. Uh, yes, I wish people would know that it's instilled. It's institutionalized, mm-hmm. and it's 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 really um, embedded into our into um, our, uh, our 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 history, and um, only people who have that mentality can break the chains who who know right from wrong can break that chain mm-hmm. you know who just look at it face value and say yes we're all in this together we have to change and not look at somebody by like martin luther king says but not by the um color of their skin but the content of the character you know certain it's just it's certain things that you i I I hear, you know the pro. I hear the protests, and and uh, it, it's unprecedented. There's something different about what's going on right now. With um, I mean, this stuff has happened before. You know, Rodney King, and from all the all the uh, other other killings that have had that have been done. And there's obviously something wrong with the justice system that needs to be fixed. But this is. This has been the power and, and people's posi- position in power. That's, that's always been there. 
mm-hmm. that's been there. Like you see in the in that civil rights um um thing, it's it's been there. It's it's still since slavery, you know? Three fifths of a man. That's mm-hmm. what a black person was. Three fifths of a man. So it's always been and whether you're and then freedom comes but really it's not freedom it's okay it's it's in the constitution but you think that mentality is just going to disappear because it's been put on paper no it's been instilled mm-hmm. it's instilled <clears throat> it's 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 there it's been and so we it, we, it you know up until the sixties where people just get tired, mm-hmm. tired. T- just think of just walking down the street, having to worry about whether just worry about it. I saw a little video of a little girl says, am I going to be killed because just the color of my skin? And she fell into her dad's arms and just cried and weeped. And this is a recent, like, this is recent. I mean, if I think a lot, if a lot, if a lot of people went through that museum, they could they they could see exactly how it's instilled. I don't think it will it will. Um, people just have to make a choice. People can say, "Oh, it is what it is," or they can say, "Oh, that was then," and kind of ignore up everything that's going on but really right now you cannot ignore people just thought well okay people are going to protest for a couple of days and that's it it's been going on for a couple of weeks yeah almost two i think yeah pretty close to it so there's something different about this and with all the heightened covid and all that it just it, it's it's it just it's it's something has got to give yeah for a man to give you know to die just that's a basic right you should have whether he's doing something wrong i mean court of law you know Mm -hmm. isn't innocent until proven guilty just just watching the video i mean my god just let him breathe let him breathe you know what I think is the most frustrating thing for me, you know, sitting back trying to be very open to different people's ideas. Right. You know, as someone who's uh personally pretty conservative dude, actually I, it'd be probably more accurate to describe me as just stuck floating around in the middle, irritated with both parties. Gotcha. If we're going to talk politically for a minute, which we can because we're on a podcast. <laughs> there you go. Um, you want. But I have zero confidence for the system to figure it out. Meaning I don't think either political party cares enough to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And which is one of the reasons I really wanted you to come over because I think it's going to take conversations like us. Right. We have voices in the community. Yes, sir. And I know it it puts you out there by coming over here and talking about this. And to a certain extent, it puts me out there, but I'm done giving a shit 
about whether it puts me out there or not because there should be no black, white, brown. It's ridiculous. It's one of the most ridiculous things that ever started to begin with that it even happened and the fact that people look at each other differently. But the reality is, in my opinion, there's races that have been used as pawns and from both sides. And when you see how some of these communities have been held down Mm -hmm. and fed handouts in order to just, just keep them happy enough, not really happy. Happy is not even the right word alive, um, functioning enough. Mm -hmm. And then you have the drug problem and all the crap that's went on there with communities. And, and that's where, like when I, went to Memphis and I really got to experience the civil rights museum started to understand a little deeper mm-hmm. of what this thing really is and how it started and how there's communities that were sectioned off and all of that stuff and how oh, yeah. a lot of that in Baltimore and mm-hmm. these different cities where things really haven't changed that much. Yeah. And that's where it's going to be up to the people. I think it's going to be up to the people to decide that something's going to change and force change because I, and again, this is just me talking, but when I watch the two parties, they're both just screaming at each other. And, and, and then, you know, I mean, I could go on more, oh, but yeah, I, it's just, I just, I have zero confidence for them to help fix anything. Well, guess what? That's what's happening. And that's why we're, that's why people are rioting and that's why people are protesting because they are fed up. They're fed up with the system. They're fed up with how the justice system is, is uh, geared toward putting, um, putting us in jail disproportionate to um, other races. It's, it's been, it's been that way. It people are, people are not, opening their eyes and that's why people are angry and that's why people are not just laying still about it it takes i mean how how weird is it that a guy who wants to just jog just to go jog why can't he jog wherever he wants to jog and not be uh preconceived as a burglar or whatever. And then having that, if there was no video, that video came out like three months later and the guy, he, you know, just being shot and they're saying, Oh, we're, we're, we're uh, exercising our right to, um, to uh, apprehend or whatever, or shoot or whatever. Those people, there's something wrong where someone dies and you don't go through due process and figure out that the guys were in the wrong for doing that mm-hmm. until you see a video of it just playing cold shooting a guy because he was just jogging. It's, there's something, there's something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's something wrong, regardless of whatever political party you're on, left, right. Just the, just, I don't, it's just black and it's, it's black and white. It's just, it's right 
wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough because there's so much noise. Everyone has uh, the keyboard right in front of them or phone or whatever they're using. And so, you know, video I made the other night sitting right here talking about people listening, right? Like true that. We don't listen. And so many people already have this preconceived notion in their head of what they believe. And I get it. Like you have an upbringing. True. You're, you're taught things. And True. and you have an idea. And this is something I've really been working on um, to just try and be better. But also to just listen because we're so quick to react. We think we have to react in almost any situation. Yeah. And if you just stop for a second. But everyone's got their thing like. I, I understand all lives matter. I agree a hundred percent. You're probably not gonna find many people who, you know, are going to be vocal for people than, you know, there's a lot of us, you know, that we're surrounded by who are advocates for people, whether it's kids with cancer, whatever it is like, you're, I'm never not going to be for someone living, bettering themselves, doing them but people are so quick to say all lives matter. And I, I understand all lives matter. It's like time out. Give me a Zach Morris time out, mm. you know, stop, listen for a minute. Why is this? Why is this being amplified and actually listen and educate yourself? Why it's being amplified. Was I a fan of Colin Kaepernick kneeling? No, because I'm a proud American, right? Mm. And then it gets blown out of proportion. This, all of this happens. And it wasn't until about a week ago where I went, oh. I think I get it. I oh. think I get it. And See, I wasn't one of the guys bashing him. And it's funny. I just didn't feel good about it. It's true. That, because of. Oh, right. The whole, I believe in the flag and, you know. Now it, absolutely. Yeah, and I and I, I would back our servicemen and women 100% just really? like I would you or anyone else. Really? Like I, and, and, but there's so much noise out there and, and people start shouting before they just listen. And so for me, it was like, I just want to listen. Like this time, I'm just listening. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm reading, I'm watching. I hate riots. Yeah. I hate riots with a passion. I hate seeing hardworking people's businesses get lit on fire. I hate people getting injured. I hate any of that because what you're doing damage, right? Mm. Um, but I just was trying to like separate the damage because frankly, there's a lot more people peacefully protesting than there is damage. Yeah, yeah, things, yeah. Right. There's some, there's, yeah, it only takes a handful to light stuff on fire. And you really, okay. And, and that's what gets the media's attention because they want negativity because negativity sells. This is true. And they get everyone wound up and Facebook knows the algorithms and they know people go nuts when yeah. they're mad when they're, and yeah, so crazy. they're training us to be mad and upset and so it's like that's I, i'm kind of wandering all that's over media. but i think it's important to say because people don't really talk about it people don't really talk about those things and i have on the podcast a handful of times because we're being manipulated at times and almost being encouraged to argue with one another oh yeah you know what i mean the like there's this, the this 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 kind of like oh we're gonna feed you more of what you want to see whether it's you know over here or over there and you're like yeah yeah you are a bigot or wait yeah you are a you hate you well all, you know and so all of a sudden it just and i could see how it'd be easy to do and 
it's just unfortunate that think, people can't just stop and just just, just learn listen. for a little bit. And listen. that's what even tonight I'm like, I just I just want to listen. I just want to listen. I want to learn more. And hopefully if one person hears this that had a negative bone in their body and it was one of those people that had a preconceived notion about any person of race that they go, wait a second. Well, that guy sounds like, well, he sounds just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Not tone, pitch, sound of your voice, but he's just a person like the rest of us. Why the hell can't we do that? You know, but people are so worried about being vulnerable. I think being vulnerable and they feel threatened for some reason. And it's not that you have to give something up. It's not that anyone, you know, just let people be, you know, and that's, that's what's really hard for me to watch. It's hard for me to watch people fight with each other and then not have an open mind. Right. Um, because it's amazing what you can learn when you just have an open mind. True that. And it goes back to what you were saying about Colin and everything about how um, people just thought, well, he's disrespecting the flag and blah, blah, blah. But if you're a black person and you know exactly what was going on with the killings and and the, uh, you know, how can you how how can you respect the people that are fighting for your country. How can you respect the people that are fighting for your country when you're not respecting the people that they're fighting for? Mm -hmm. They're fighting for everybody, the whole country, not just one nationality, all nationalities. Mm -hmm. And that's what Colin and his movement which was nonviolent. It was well. Where when? If I was gonna do, if I was gonna have my message, where, what stage can I have my message? It just so happened to be where it was very controversial because, well, football. People love football. People love. They they know that when the national anthem plays, that's respect for the country. But how can you respect the country when you have people who are in position of power killing unarmed black men and black people for just just the the, the color of their skin? How can how can a white person go into a black church sit amongst them pray with them and then take out a gun and shoot them cold dead and yet the police takes them out peacefully where a guy who has a $20 counterfeit bill for some odd reason laid down on the ground and you suffocate him for eight minutes how does that where's the balance Mm -hmm. where's the balance and i understand i understand there's crime everywhere there's 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 just there's i understand that but there's a there's a difference there's a difference of how people are treated how 
police are treating black people. There's a difference. It just shows. And there's something that's that there's there's something's got to give. And it comes to our country. It, 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 it comes to, like you said, the people, the people are making a noise and it's getting big and it's getting it's it, and it affects me. It affects you. People just have to wake up to the, to the notion that there's something wrong. There's something wrong. We can't have that. And whether people figure out whether it's police reform, whether it's d- dismantling, whether there's talk of that or whatever reform that they have to do, sensitivity training, whatever it is, it needs to happen because the next generation can't walk around thinking, well, I might die today just because I'm going to the store and someone mistakes me for somebody or whether or not I'm, I'm in my house and there's a raid, there's a raid in my house because they're thinking there's a drug deal and just busting down the door and not even telling the person on the other side that I'm breaking in, that I'm coming into your house and it's a raid without a warrant, without any thing whatsoever. Of course, I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to defend myself. Someone break, if somebody breaks into your house right now, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You're going to try to defend yourself, Absolutely. right? That girl, man, that girl got shot eight times in her own house. She's an EMT. Why, why is that okay? That is not okay. Mm-hmm. So everything that, when the Colin thing happened, I mean, I was, I, you know, I, I do sports. I, you know, I play music for sports venues. And, you know, I understand the whole controversial why it's so big because you got everybody watching and everybody quiet and respecting the veterans that have fought for our country. There are people that had a hero's welcome and there are people that fought, people of color that have fought in the Civil War who who did not get a hero's welcome at all. They were put back into, they fought for our country and they were just shut out, shunned, even though they fought for our country because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. So it's just institutionalized. It's not about civil rights anymore. It's about human rights. And it's about reform. And I have a feeling, I mean, a lot of these peaceful protests are done by the younger generation. And they are tired. They have they are the ones who are gonna have to break the chain and find a way. And I just I just pray to God that I don't, my five-year-olds don't have to walk into a situation where it's life or death because of the color of their skin. Magic Johnson, of all people, said he's always had to have the talk. The talk. This is an NBA championship legend. 
Mm-hmm. The talk. If the police pulls you over, this is what you do. You mind your P's and Q's and not start anything. And just, it's the talk. I mean, they live in L.A., you know. It's just a given. It's just a given that if you are pulled over and you're a person of color, you have to act a certain way or else it's going to be different. It's going to be different. I know there's situations where, you know, it's not it's not all it's not all police. It's not. It's not. It's just the crooked ones who have a chip on their shoulder and they feel like they can use their bigotry in a in a position of power. And that is wrong. That's just plain wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I I don't it's not about pol- political. It's about right or wrong. It it just makes it doesn't make sense. And obviously it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. That's why you have people protesting, man. And I I believe like I say, I mean, I feel sorry for the people who are uh, for the riots and, I, and people that has been affected by the riots. But it's a human being's life we're talking about. It's a lot of human beings' lives. It's not just it's not just about George. It's about everybody that has come before him that have been killed in the hands of the law. And it's just it's it it just needs to stop. It needs to stop. I know there's crime everywhere. I know there's, you know, there are good people and there are bad people, but there's just, it's just different, man. It's just different. I'm always feeling like, did you hear, what's her name? Um, the country singer, um, black like me who played it on the oh, air. Oh, uh, Mickey Guyton. Yeah. Right. Black like me. That's exactly. She held on to that song for about a year asking, you want to put this out? You know? Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. Finally, Spotify was the one that was like, just last week, we want that song because it's what people need to hear from a country singer. Read a story on, on Instagram about a country fan who has to worry about somebody saying something wrong because all she loves, because of the fact that she loves country music and the stigma of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. She shouldn't have to worry about that. Nobody was worried about the Beastie Boys doing their thing. Nobody was worried about Eminem doing this thing. Mm -hmm. Talent is talent. If you're a fan of music, you should love the music that you love and go to concerts, regardless of how you feel, you know, of how people feel around you. You shouldn't have to worry about that just because of the color of your skin. You should just go to have fun. Shouldn't be about whether you're scared that somebody's going to say something wrong to you because just because you don't belong here. What are you doing here? Man, I feel like as we're talking, like my 
mind is just swirling, you know, like a tornado of all these different thoughts. And just the, the fact that we're even here having this conversation is, is, uh, it's mind blowing. It really is. And to think, how the hell do we unwind this thing? You know, when it's, when it's so deep, it's deep, and man. It's been around for a, a long, long time. Well, it's about conversation, and that's what that's why. That's why we're here. That's why. I've had a couple of conversations with your coworker, you know, your partner in crime, you know what I'm saying? And she was actually the one that reached out to me and was like, I just really want to understand. Le- t- teach me and tell me what I need to do to understand because I don't understand what's going on right now. I don't understand mm-hmm. what's happening. And I said, Well, there's a couple things you can do. You could, you know, listen to this or watch that, you know, just do, educate yourself, educate yourself. There's so, there's so many things, whether, whether you want to be, you know, there's movies out there that entertain as well as teach Spike Lee. The director is one of them. He directed obviously Malcolm X, but there's that film called do the right thing, which the ending of that movie totally mirrors what, happened to George and a lot of other people it it's nothing new it just needs to stop Mm -hmm. and it's it's with conversations to recognize that there is a problem and it's not about all lives matter it's it's about it's about if all all lives can't matter until Until really all lives matter, meaning black lives matter too. Two. It's not just about black matter, black lives matter. It's black lives matter too. It's can we get up to the point where we won't have to worry about being persecuted because of the color of our skin. Think about all the music that and all the culture. All the music and all the culture. Oh, yeah. Yep. They want to stay entertained. But when it comes to the real, real, you know, oh, you're doing way too much. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're going to get deep. We're going to get deep. That's how I feel as an entertainer. I'm like, okay, you know, they enjoy what I do. And I love I love doing what I do. Don't get me wrong. I love playing for mass amounts of people with my music and other people's music and mixing and everything. But, you know. Don't don't talk about this. I always feel like nobody takes me seriously because I'll just entertain, you know, Mm. just entertain. That's all. That's all. Really, in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, you know, just entertain and they'll recognize. Well, and then when I talk about, well, of course, of course, I like black and hip hop music and whatever. But I know all types of music all types of music but nope stay in your lane because that's what we think you know you know what i mean mm-hmm. and whether that's true or not that's just what's instilled in my psyche and i was like forget that i'm gonna show them what i could do i could play all types of music you know all type of music but you know, get down with the get down, whatever people want to hear. I'll play it. I don't care. Then it's the preconceived notion. Well, you know, I get it from the other side. Well, 
you're not real because you ain't playing this and you ain't playing that. It's not about being real. It's about entertaining everybody. Yeah, this is who I am. This is what I feel like works. And this is what I want to do. So this is what I'm going to do. Hell yeah. And when there's, uh, I don't know how many there was, eight 9,000 people at Macklemore loving you as much as they love Macklemore, then you know you're onto something because that was awesome. Man, it, I mean... I didn't realize how impactful that was until I was like looking on the comments on um, social media or whatever. People was like, oh, yeah, you did just as well as, you know, we want you to keep playing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, obviously, all that feels good, but you still I still feel like, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, what I mean, I just, I just feel like, well, he doesn't really, you know, he he can do this, but he can't do that or whatever. It's like, I'm going to go out there and, you know, and I don't get nervous with those type of things, but off when I'm off and when I'm sitting down chilling or going to the, uh, you know, just being a regular person, not DJing or whatever. I still get that notion that, well, he only knows one thing or he he's in, he only, he's a, they preconceive, you know, it's really being prejudiced, prejudging me for how I am as a person. And I, me along with a lot of people, a lot of people of color is like, it, it, it doctors, I mean, even Oprah, I'm sure gets it. You know, there was an instance where she was in a, a different country and they were like following her or wouldn't sell her a purse or whatever, because you know, and she's like, really, me? <laughs> like, I could buy the, your business. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But that's how, that's really how deep it is. All these entertainers, how, I mean, so many people that are, that are just huge, just entertain, you know? We don't want to hear your opinions about stuff. Just entertain, just play football. Mm hmm. Just shut up and dribble, what they, told LeBron James just shut up and dribble you know like he can't have a voice he can have a voice everybody should have a voice just as much as the next person right exactly everybody has a voice don't judge me because I'm just a DJ or or a basketball player or or look at Muhammad Ali you know, he's the prime example of somebody who just didn't care what anybody thought. He used his position in the sports world to make a change, to talk about the right and wrong, to talk about civil rights and to talk about, hey, this is right. This is wrong. You know, he used his his position to talk about change and to talk about what should be done. Not what's being done, what should be done and go about doing it. That's why he is revered as one of the greatest of all time. Even though he told you he was, you know, he <laughs> yep. told you he was, yep. but he was more than that. He was more than that. He used his voice to, to, um, to look at things that were, that were wrong. <coughs> Pardon me. It's not COVID. <laughs> Cottonwood. Mm -hmm. Wrong C. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Seriously. Yeah. 
see, it, and you can go one way. Like if you saw the Michael Jordan, um, which is really great, that, that Michael Jordan um, ESPN special, The Last Dance. But he didn't want to delve in the, into uh, politics or, 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 or things because it was not what he was good at doing. I respect that. But, you know, there comes a time when you're in that position of power, and you're a person of color to just be like, forget how people perceive me. Forget about it's not about not you can educate yourself about the situation. Well, and that goes for everyone. So for when real. you say for people of color in a position of power, yeah, it's important for them. I would almost say it's more important for everyone else True to step up and do something. You're right. Because it's it's not Michael Jordan's fault. It's not your fault, right? Right. You're not the ones doing it. But it's what, everyone else's to say. I mean, it's important for everyone, right? Obviously. But yeah, to people need to to and, step up. And I understand that. What uh, the problem is is that when we do it, when people of color do it, we're not being taken seriously. When a football player kneels, they're just thinking one thing when it's really all about another thing. It's about issues that are going on in our it's it's the same as those Olympic. Um, those Olympians that put their fists in the air because they were protesting what is really going on in the 60s. It's it's what America is really about. And people don't are not looking at the bigger picture. Understand. Understand Drew Brees. Understand his father fought or grandfather or whatever. You know, understand Drew. And he knows he knows the the players. They put him on blast. They Mm -hmm. let him know. They let him know. It's a privileged thing. I'm not privileged to jog wherever I can go, wherever I can jog. You know, it's, it's a privileged thing. It's not, it's not about, it's not about disrespecting the flag. It's almost like America is disrespecting the flag by not, by not accepting everybody about for who they are. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it gets, it gets, it gets, it gets turned into this lot. whirlwind. I you know, know, it turns know into it's this, 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 it's this a lot. more than what it was intended to be or different. I shouldn't say more, maybe different than what it was atten- intended to be. Yes. And then you have all the news channels, yeah. all the cable news barking about it. Yeah. Yeah. All of them, not, you know, and then, yeah, people getting fired up about it for all the wrong reasons. People just need to slow down and stop, like you say, and just, just stop with the. It, it, just there's stop. not a. There's no meme that's the answer. Okay. Exactly. There's no. Um, there's a mosquito. Hey man, stalking me over Come here. Come on now. And I have shorts on. <laughs> oh man, you gonna get bit? Oh, they like my. <laughs> I don't. Now I'm like, oh, did I get bit already? Uh, one day I had like five around my ankle. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, people just need to slow down. They need to take a deep breath. And before responding, 
and making it about something else just again just listen and educate yourself and i think if people actually did that they would have a much better understanding of what has happened what is happening and we can separate the two you can say i think you should stand for the national anthem and still be able to listen to what the kneeling was for For and that's where i'm at like okay when i decided to listen i'm like okay i get it now Mm -hmm. i get it yeah i understand what you're trying to do yeah and it can be two separate things yeah yeah for real for real like i i don't agree with if if you want to go down this road i don't agree with you kneeling that's not my opinion i'm just saying people out there if you want to say that Mm -hmm. okay that's fine but at least hear someone out Mm -hmm. right maybe you don't agree with the tactic but be a little more open-minded and i feel like we're so closed off as a look at the reasons why and and research instead of just assuming well it's about this it's about what we think it is it's about knowing what it's about and it's about examples i can can hear people reacting already and i hate it it. you know what you know what hey i hope we get through to one person real i hope we do just one get to one person that actually decides to like listen and and educate themselves because if we just did that and and stopped trying to find something with every situation yeah that we'd be so much better off For and real. especially in this situation yeah and just try and understand like just for a second be just open yourself up and have an open mind about it and just try and understand you know no matter what happened before yeah. in your upbringing that's what i've tried to do no matter what i heard no matter what you know was said anything to just try and look at it for just okay i just want to understand yeah and when you look at it that way if you just want to understand then you're going to come out of it on the other empathy, side completely man. different empathy and there's nothing wrong with with treating people how you would want to be treated but we lost that somewhere yeah. Well, not everyone. I'm not I'm not lumping everyone together cuz right. that's not fair just like all the other things we've talked about. True that. But yeah, empathy and just being able to just step in some try to step in someone's shoes. Try you can't really step into somebody's shoes, but you can really just try to understand how they feel in about why why they can't do what you may you may think oh everybody ha, everybody ha, it's a land of the free home of the brave everybody can do what they want to do if they put their mind to it i've heard that message so many times but really there are roadblocks there are really serious some serious roadblocks out there like that's real that's real like it's not made up and it's not excuses mm-hmm you know, people say, oh, that's just an it's not a, it's 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 not excuses. It's 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 real. It's real. And we, we, there's stuff that has to be fixed because people are dying for no they for. I mean, there's reasons why. And we just we need to look at the reasons why people are dying the way they're dying. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're we're America. We should not have to we're we're a melting pot that's what makes us stronger together 
we really we have dip, that's what makes us unique we have all these different cultures in this america and just just uh acknowledging the fact that everybody has a different way of doing things it's just like personalities man mm-hmm. and you know just because someone wants to do something different doesn't mean i have to do it differently okay. that's the thing too it's like yeah i look at him like Again, back to the thing. We're not taking anything away from you mm-hmm. over here. I'm not, I'm not talking to you, but I'm just saying, you know, like these, don't get so upset about it. Like there's, it's actually not going to affect you in any way negatively. No. Zero. None. Actually, you can help better the situation if you wouldn't start shouting and trying to prove a point or. It's the, it's the burning house example. You've, you've heard that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, my house is burning. Help me. Well, my house is, I have a house too. Yeah, but it's not burning. Mm-hmm. Can you come help me with this burning house? Yep. Well, my house matters. We're not saying your house doesn't matter. We're saying your house is not on fire. Yep. And that's where the rhetoric gets out of control. You know? True that. And it just goes sideways. And then you can't learn anything when you're yelling at someone. And some people just don't want to learn. And they're just going to stick to whatever point they're going to make. But. Yeah. You know, again, if people just slow down and open their mind up a little bit, maybe we'd be in a just little bit slow, better spot. Yeah, man, just yeah. And I know it's it's coming fast and furious. It's really because we, you know, the social media thing. It's after, you know, his death. It 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 just came really fast right after that. Like everybody just started wilding out because of because of social media. That's how quick. But you know how long. Um, the uh, the bus boycotts. Um, back in the day. Um, that took months. For, because everybody the the boycotts of, of the buses, that was uh you know they just basically shut that bus system down. Everybody just started walking, man. And that took that that took months. In order to people say, oh, well, we want their business, so why don't we just integrate the bus or whatever, you know? The sit-ins at the um at the uh the tables, the the um the restaurants, you know, black people just sitting there wanting to get served just like anybody else, you know? Doing that took months. All everything that had happened in the civil rights movement took months, even years, for there to be any change, any laws written mm-hmm. about civil rights. Well, now you the information is <coughs> just out there. You know, now it moves so quick. Quickly. It's so quick. Yeah, it's quick. So, hey, all we can do is just try to learn and try to talk. It's dialogue, mm-hmm. especially if you know somebody that is of color, you can talk and it's very awkward and very crazy for me right now because everybody now want to talk to me about it. But now I'm thinking to myself, it's encouraged. It's encouraged for me to talk and just put it on my perspective instead of just one person's perspective. You know, you, you know. A white person can talk to a white person and have this perspective, you know, but why not get a black person's perspective when they right here, right in front of you? You know what I'm saying? Don't be scared. Mm-hmm. 
just talk about it. What were your, what were my experiences? You know, how do you feel about it? And it just, it, it really, what it comes down to, maybe somebody will understand like, oh, I don't have to worry about um, certain things because I'm a certain color. And maybe I should help out people that, you know, or even just try to understand or just try to, you know, put myself in their shoes. I think that goes a long way, man. And then you'll understand why people are just so tired. But black people are so tired of being, of being, you know, of just, just being sometimes because no matter what you do, you're being judged, prejudged. That's where the word prejudice come from, right? Mm-hmm. Prejudge, always prejudge. You know, there are people that, you know, are outspoken. And then there are people who are doing it silently because they just tired, just tired. And it's, you know, I've read a thing about, you know, business people, business people who are, you know, black business people who are in big corporations, they're doing all these Zoom meetings and and they're expected to be one way, but they're really not okay. They're not okay. When they turn off that computer, it's like the people that they're dealing with just don't understand that, you know, they, they have to put on a face and to get business done. But at the, end, at the end of the day, there's real issues going on and they just, they just tired. It's just tired. Well, and if we want to be, you know, the greatest country on the planet, or we say we're the the best country or whatever that looks like, then we have to act like it. Right. For real. We should live it, not act like it. We should live it. Yeah. You know, we got to be it. We got to do better. And, uh, you know, there's something about just the way people are brought up you know, kind of old school where they don't just talk about things in general, period. Yeah. You know, there's a certain way mom's in the kitchen cooking mm-hmm. and dad's working. Well, that that's, I mean, there's people who may act like that still, but that's not, I mean, we've got moms, dads coming and going every different direction and more conversations are happening. More conversations need to happen. And it, it, we got to start living it. We got to start doing, we got to start talking and otherwise things won't change, you know? And, uh, you know, it would be easy for us to not have this conversation. It'd be easier for us not to. Um, but but, I got, here's my thing. I respect the people around me. I got love for people and that's really what it comes down to. It's about love, mm -hmm. man. It really is. The people that helped me with my career and I mean, I thank them, you know, from Larry Neal for just, I thanked him for just being who he was, not judging me for, for what type of voice I had or what type of attitude I had, you know, or what, what I, what, what I was bringing, you know, just, just, he, he just accepted me for who I was, you know? And this guy, you know, he's a radio legend down here, you know? And I remember when I first walked into that bi-coastal clear channel um, building, 
I remember him specifically. Like he he made um his way over and talked to me and he complimented me on, you know, when I was across town, like we were all listening and I was listening and I thought you were doing something unique over there. And I really respected that you were just being you. And I thanked him for just, just being, you know, helping me be me or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and it just, that's really, instead of being a, having to be a preconceived notion of who I was. Just because I like hip-hop doesn't mean I'm all about hip-hop. And even if you are, so, so be, be it. it. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? <laughs> you know? And that's the thing, you know? Don't don't judge the book by the cover, man. There's layers. There's stuff that's going on that's like... That's why, that's why I like Prince, man. Because that dude, who is from Minneapolis, by the way, he... He, you know, he's from there. He reps there. He died there. And, of course, all the stuff that's happening in Minneapolis, that's uh, the positive. It's Black, his, it's Black Music Month right now. And for him, he could play everything. He could play um, rock, funk, do a little hip-hop, of course, soul um, jazz. Um, he can even play classical. He plays what 27 some odd instruments. That one little guy who's like, what four foot 10 or something. He's like five one, dude. Okay. Now I feel a little better. He's like five, you know, but if you even just listen to purple rain, it's like, that's not a really a black song or what you would call a black song. That song's a rock song. You know what I'm saying? Uh And that's his signature song. You know, that's one little guy who could play his face off on the guitar and really kind of change the face of music or whatever. And he's a guy who was a black man, but didn't want to be judged by his color. Just he just wanted to be judged by the music he put out, by who he was as a musician and to be respected and just like how I tackled my career and trying to do everything radio wise from production to, you know, doing all the things. That's what he did. He learned his craft. He played drums, he plays keyboards, he plays all that. And and he crafted all this music by himself and, you know, became a legend. I mean, there's some people like Michael Jackson, and, you know, that's that's just a different thing altogether. That was just like a phenomenon. But it took a little guy like that to, 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 um, you know, Prince for, for him to, uh, you know, change the face of music the way he did. And, and like I said, I said, man, he's going to be more respected dead than alive because people don't realize that he can do everything well. Mm-hmm. So it was like, for me, when it comes down to race and when it comes down to, just right and wrong you just gotta look at just look at the the culture just look at everything that i'm sure all the people that are that are all those police that that have done wrong i'm sure they got a favorite football team right 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really think about it, man. Of course just, they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, most football teams are, of course, of color. You know? really, If you really look at it, it's like, yeah, we can entertain. We can do our thing, you know? But just don't see us as just a small piece of the pie, you know? We may entertain, but, man, we got feelings and thoughts, too, man. And it's like... There are more of us out there who are in business and 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 medical, and that's the one reason why I think St. Jude's is, is is pioneering because he welcomed people from all races to work there. Whether you were a doctor, he, that's why he built his stuff in the hood. Yeah, because they weren't getting treatment there. That's right, and he invited doctors of all colors to go down there and help these kids who were affected by cancer. It's like he was a visionary in that sense. Like, I don't care what color you are. You come down here and you help a child's life. That's what it's about. You know, I wish people would look at at our world like that. All this bickering and anger and all that stuff. You know, of course, there's reasons why. But just take a second and look at our kids, man. When it comes to breaking the chain, you need to tell these kids, look, you can do you really can do anything you put your heart to and right now we're going to work on this this racism thing but by the time you get out of here and you grown and you become a doctor or a lawyer or even the president or whatever we're going to try to have this thing solved because even if you want to be a policeman firefighter all that you won't have to worry about you know this situation right here because this is really it's it's history oh yeah it is history yep it's going to be like look back and be like oh my gosh the summer of 2020 was history and we're going to look back at it and be like hey this is the example right here we're not talking about 40 years ago we're talking about what had just happened 10 years ago or whatever we're going to fix this and it's all about dialogue Yep, it's up to us, every single one of us, you know, each person individually. I talked your ear off, man. Hey, well, I didn't turn any <laughs> lights on in here. Hold on, it's all right, man. Hey, don't turn on the lights you because those mosquitoes will come and ah. suck my blood dry like Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm really well, not trying to go did, out like that, bro. Did you get a man? I'm good, man. Well, the, oh, man. the garage door has the automatic light. If you, oh, but I really? don't know. What, usually, if I just wave my arms around, it comes on. And that's why I threw that water bottle over there. <laughs> Not only is that the recycling can, oh, but that, the sensor's on that pad right there. Uh, okay. And so I was hoping it would turn it on. It's, it's just mood lighting right here uh, above us. But. No worries, man. I'm good. <sighs> but yeah, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm so glad you reached out because, I mean, I work with you, man. It's like, shh. And with things going on and whatnot, and I know you, you know, you, you up here in the bunker. You in a while. Yeah, you I mean, up here I in the bunker. I saw you Saturday, but I was barely. I mean, I was trying to. That's a whole other story, <laughs> which know. that was awesome. I mean, you want to see what love's all about? Yeah. You know, the parade that was for Larry Neal, who you just mentioned a few minutes ago. Like everyone yeah. there just came together for the right reasons, you know, and that's what life should be about anyway. And. uh but yeah, other than that, I haven't seen you in months. Real and, though, uh, I like that beard you got going on. What's up with that? She made me trim it. Oh yeah, I yeah. See it, you. Was, okay. it was like three. It was it was it was, it was longer. It was like oh, it was bad. 
Yeah, she she said a few things to me that didn't have much love behind it. Oh, for real? Yeah. She said we couldn't eat out um, <laughs> until I cleaned it up. Yeah, We ain't going out in the public it, like that. It was looking pretty bad, though. Um, <laughs> but once my cousin said, you look like you have pubes on your face. Oh, dang. Which I can, I can say that on a podcast. Uh, I'm like, I better, I better trim it. And it does look much better yeah, now. Yeah, it looks, but, looks and the yeah, hair, I got a little trim that. on, but the back still. I mean, I'm. You got the party in the back. It's though? just comfortable. Like you know, what's crazy? <laughs> Was it like a pillow? Well, <laughs> no, kind of. <laughs> you fall but, asleep standing up and whatnot. We're like, oh, I got a pillow back here. You know what I like about it though? You talk about like people just being themselves. Yeah. Like I go to work. Yeah. I have to put gel in my hair. You got to because because it, it looks like. I mean, I've been pushing it back and up because just I think it's fun you just to groom, do. Yeah. But. I put gel in my hair every day, which isn't good for your hair anyway, but to look presentable, I got you. I put gel in my hair and comb it over to look like some stiff, you know? And but I've never, I never I, I've, I've never thought I've, of you as a stiff. I've never thank you. I've never felt more comfortable in my life as I have during these couple of months. Hey, man, and, hey. And you know what? I've worn a hat. Right. Like for the first 25 years of my life, well, not when I was really young, but for the most part, I wore a hat every day, every day to school. And until I got the job in Medford, I could wear a hat to work. So I wore a hat every day. I just wasn't, I don't know if it wasn't, I wasn't comfortable with my hair, whatever. <laughs> like I just, I, I don't know if I was hiding. I don't know if that's why I, I honestly don't know. I just, I think maybe that was part of it. I, I just hate my hair. Let's just, I mean, that's just what <laughs> why it is. You hate your hair, man. You, you got a thick not, full of it. I, I know, head. still, and I'm almost 40. What? But anyway. It is just sprouting. It is. So, <laughs> but just me just letting it do its thing. I'm like, I just felt so comfortable. I've been able to wear shorts. Right. I just, I don't know. I just feel that's wrong. better yeah, in my bed. I don't know. And so I was like, what are you going to do when you go back to work? I said, I might just roll my ass right through the front door just like this. <laughs> and they'll be like, look and be like, well, you look different, man. We'll get used to it. Cause you know, I don't know. That's how you roll, we'll man. Hey. No gel. Yeah. No combing. It may look ridiculous, but I'm comfortable. So I don't, I'm like, I'm going to get a couple tattoos. It's almost like throw my hair out and move to Williams. You got that Rick Ashley look. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He didn't have now a beard though, did he? You? No, he didn't have the, your hair. It's oh, just your just hair. hair. Okay. Yeah, your hair be popping like it's '80s style. I'm thinking, well, it's because I got the sides trimmed. I don't. I'm not necessarily looking to do a mullet, and I don't really want to do a man uh, bun. You, so really? I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. I might go '80s. Like my uncle, I think, had this haircut when there he was go. in his wedding photo, <laughs> and the big caterpillar mustache, which I can't do that. Rock it, man! You should do it. I can't. It won't. Grow. It won't. Like, this it is won't. it. This is. Dang. That's what it looks like. So okay, it's kind of it's full in. It's full in. You got the that goatee beard thing. I can't on. really grow a full beard like most you know lumberjacks, but uh, I just figure <laughs> coming just, patches and stuff. Yeah, I'm just I'm comfortable. <laughs> so if people don't like it, they can yeah, you know, hey, they can wrong. deal. It's not their problem. Really. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, I no problem did, to be had. Did I should tell you what the shirt idea I came up with? What was that? I can't be responsible for your visual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did hear that actually. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, and really we can't. You know, it just is what it is. <laughs> it is what really for real it's that's real talk like right now that's real. We can't even see each other right now. <laughs> it's so dark outside. No, it's good, man. 
Maybe it's my computer screen is blinding me. Oh, yeah. It's only light in the garage. The garage door is still open. It's still light outside, but it's just like where we are is my eyes are playing tricks on me. So good, man. How long do you think we've been chatting? Uh, I'd say about a couple of hours. One. Fifty-five. We're almost to the two-hour mark. Oh, You're actually you. going to end up probably being the longest episode. Uh-oh. Watch out now. Did we get over two hours with Ashley? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I know we could probably sit here and talk for a couple more hours pretty easily. We could, but... But your phone dinged a couple times. It really is it, did. Is it? Is it time? <laughs> yeah. You got to get going? The, yeah. Well, because the, the missus hour. is probably trying to get the kids in. Well, it's probably... It's past bedtime probably, right? Yeah. But our, our kids are easy or real easy to go to down to bed she just likes me to to get their little toothbrush thing yeah and everything yep. a little routine or whatever you know what I'm saying? you read to him uh she does okay she does i can't read so i just <laughs> oh come on <laughs> you got a picture book over here okay let's <laughs> let's just look at that <laughs> i was like can we get a short book tonight can we, yeah can we but get that one, think, one of those pocket books <laughs> you know before we know it time's gonna be history and I, I wish i had the time to lay there and read to him so even the nights where i'm like ah, oh, oh they want the really long book okay i have to like go okay and then i'm over there like i will say what's been nice about working from home i don't have to get up as early because i don't have to drive right and we go on or i go on with her just a little bit later so it's really i get like an hour more sleep <laughs> I'm not trying to rub it in. I'm just you telling are you the rubbing facts. it in. Tell you but, the truth. But pre-COVID, reading books to my kids, getting up at 4:30, and then, you know, eight o'clock, trying to read them books. I'm like, <laughs> and the choo-choo trick, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, you know, they say read to go to bed because it makes you tired. Yeah, it does, especially when reading the kids. Exactly, man, man. We guys got one of them Harry Potter books. I'm like, I'm not trying to read this thing to the kids man that's a that's a project that like, that's a project you're talking about like witches and yeah, no, man. magic and stuff oh, no I all i know is this is long it's not like a it's a it's a chapter book you don't want to read chapter books to kids no i don't want to read chapter <laughs> you want to read anyway. the whole story the one yeah. the one story like a night you don't want to do the chapter thing sheesh yeah there's times where i will like test the kids, especially the youngest. Well, he was the youngest. He's not the youngest now. Um, but my four-year-old, I'll test to see how close he's paying attention and I'll start skipping words <laughs> and I'll be like, and the choo-choo train. And there he was at the station. <laughs> the end. Dad, you skipped the part you where skip- he hooked up to the caboose. <laughs> ah, damn it. Caught me. He knows. He does. He knows. You can't fool you. It's like, man, mm. I know the story. <laughs> yeah, well, we tried. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, All right, you want me man. to let you go? Yeah, man. You know, like some people gotta get up in the morning. You know. Oh, well, that's right. We have to work tomorrow. Yeah, Monday. It Dang is a it. school night. Yeah, it is. Well, I appreciate you making the trek all the way out here because I know it's probably what a good forty, forty-five minutes to your house. Yeah, about. And uh, <laughs> so, do you have any other words you want to offer up before I let you go? Um. All I got to say is, is, like I said before, um, it's history right now. I I really, I kind of blacked out and just was just talking because there was a lot of stuff that was running through my head, stuff that I really want to say because I haven't had a chance to say it. And if I said anything too crazy or outlandish, just don't judge. Just It's really how I feel 
you know okay well go actually go ahead and judge but just know that it's from the heart and we really need to find a way to love each other is all you know without all the bs Mm -hmm. we just got to find a way to love and and what it comes down to is making sure that we take care of one another you know there you go you nailed it open your heart open your mind and you'd be surprised there it is what uh can come into your life that maybe you would have shut out otherwise exactly i mean think about all the the things that people missed out on by shutting people out some good people that they never never got got to know just because of uh the color of their skin so true um true. real quick before i let you go you mentioned a couple of movies is there things you suggest uh i think you would mentioned something to ashley is that one of the ones you already brought up or was there oh yeah there's a, couple a few things, things. That people, if people say you know i want to learn a little bit more mm-hmm. what what should people check out um yes the movie do the right thing okay. by spike lee um also if you want to you know take afternoon to watch it um Malcolm X from Spike Lee. Also, um, if you want to get into the music thing um, and kind of know what was going on and why the reason why they put out the song, (laughs) uh, Straight Outta Compton, the NWA story, the movie that came out. If you really want to know the origins of why that song came out, (laughs) just... Just take a, you know, take a gander at that. And then, and then, I mean, that was what, 90, that was 89, 90. Wow, that's crazy. You know? It's been that long. And, I mean, that's, that album is classic. Um, but uh, just the story behind how, uh, you know, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and all, and how everything went down and the reasons why, um check that out it's very well made um i mean yeah just just google man people are putting out lists left and right on what to watch and what to read and um just just try to educate yourself on on um the past because if you don't know your past you really don't know your future and i think that's it's what's happening people are not learning from the past mm-hmm yeah, if we don't know the past, how are we going to change the future? For real. And it's up to us. Yeah. really is. It really is. Well, you can find him just about anywhere. 107.5 KISS FM tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, when we're recording this, it'll be tomorrow morning, but you could be listening to this on a Sunday three years from now. True that. Um, so anyway, uh, as of right now, he does mornings, and he's the program director of 107.5 KISS FM. In Medford, Oregon, he is the official DJ of the Oregon Ducks. And bam, it looks like we're going to have some football back this fall. Crossing our fingers. Crossing it, man. It sounds like it's happening. So I'm just going to hold out. Let's think positive. We'll go half full. Let's. Uh, So he's the uh, official DJ for the Oregon Ducks football team and basketball team. And he's going to be at the Olympics next year. And he's going to go to China maybe next year. Actually, that is set in stone. That's happening. That's happening. And. uh, Yep. Olympic trials. Olympic trials, that's right. I can't believe I left that off. Man. Um, what's it going to be like Field to be is in gonna... Hayward Field? Do you get to Man. be there when they open that thing up? Yep. Oh. I was supposed to be there for the first. The Pac-12 championship was the uh, the first meets out there, and then the whole thing hit. But 
man that's going to be something special i've done some zooms with uh, the people that are behind it and uh <laughs> i just cannot wait to get in that uh big old tower that they have right there man it just it just looks i think they're almost they're really actually almost done with that thing so it's like it's it's very unique and very world-class and everything that goes through that 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 venue is gonna be uh this is gonna be awesome this is gonna be I cannot wait. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm excited. You should be. It's going to be awesome. I'm I mean, excited. everything there is just taking off. So yeah, a lot of good stuff going on. Yes, sir. Should we wrap it up? Yes, sir. All Thank right. you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. It was a pleasure to have you over. And, uh, you know, if you ever need anything from me, you just holler. What, even if it's just a spot to sit down and chat here in the garage for a minute <laughs> or a couple of hours, either way. Gotcha. Uh, Thank you. And we've had a lot of fun together working together so far. And hopefully we can do it for a while longer. Yeah. Unless I'm furloughed. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you never know. <laughs> Only half the load. <laughs> Episode 35, DJ Gemini. Hey. There he is, folks. And uh, you can find this podcast uh, just about anywhere, garagetalkpodcast.com. And, uh, wow, tune in, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. It's there. It's for you. And if you're listening right now, you already know that. If you haven't reviewed the podcast, well, you should. And uh, you should give it five stars. And uh, you should share it with your friends, especially this one needs to be heard so spread the good word open your mind open your heart gemini appreciate you buddy thank you man